Welcome to a special edition of the Respectfully Podcast. I'm Lily Cox. And I'm Nikki Pope. And this week we're discussing celebrity influences, who clients follow and what trends we can pick up from the red carpet. We're joined this morning with two lovely guests. First, let me introduce Caroline Kells. Caroline is Education Manager and Diamond Key for Kevin Murphy. A qualified hairdresser, she's now been with the brand for eight years. Welcome Caroline. Hi, thank you so much for having us today. And joining Caroline, we've got Jessie Walker. Jessie is also a full-time educator for Kevin Murphy. She's in fact a platinum key. And she has come from South Africa two years ago where she had two salons there and has been working with Kevin Murphy for four and a half years now. Hello, (laughs) thank you for having me too. Welcome ladies. Right, so let's get to it. The wonderful world of celebrity hair and the influence on the client. It's not a new thing, is it, to have clients quoting celebrities? I think people have always looked for celebrities at what they want to do. Back in the ages, you've always got your icons of the moment. So whether it's, you know, Marilyn Monroe um, or, you know, more recently than it was the Rachel haircut or the... Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody remembers that one. one. (laughs) I'm sure everyone in salons up and down the country are sick of being asked for a Rachel. (laughs) They remember those times, probably not this fondly. (laughs) (laughs) And then I remember days in the salon of doing a full day of Posh Beck and Bob's. Um, or Cheryl Coldreds, for example, when she was on The X Factor. But I do think recently now, people want more of a personal approach. People don't want to just look like this one celebrity. Even if they're showing us the same approaches, they don't actually want to be recreated. They want something for themselves as well. So I do think it's changed, actually. Shifted a little bit. Yeah, how we look at it. And and Jessie, as our um, international (laughs) voice at the table, (laughs) is it something that happens everywhere? Is it a British thing, or do we... I would say absolutely. Everybody gets inspiration, whether it be from places like social media, like Instagram, um, magazines, but even just being out on the street and just watching what everybody's own personal style is. So sometimes I'd get clients that came in that had taken photographs of other people in like the shops or something and said, I really love this haircut. Can you do that for me? I feel like that might be a South African thing. (laughs) I feel like that might also be against the law. (laughs) But no, the thing is, I think that um, when someone sees a really good color or a good haircut, they're admiring it. So they're getting an inspiration from that. Mm -hmm. And then they come into us and it's up to us to try and sort of, you know, give them, you know, their inspiration within reason. Yeah. So yeah, so their hairdresser in each of you must slightly cringe at times because we're not always very clever about understanding what's the difference between somebody having a great haircut and it looking great on them because actually they've got a great head shape or a great face. Yeah, it's a really it's a really hard conversation to have sometimes with clients, and we talk about it a lot in our education sessions, and um, managing expectations and not actually making the client feel silly for for having these big asp- yeah. aspirations, but actually saying, oh, do you know what? That's fantastic. I can see what you like about that picture, or that you'd mm. love to have more volume. Mm. For us to achieve this, this is what I think mm. we need to yeah. do to get that. Or the reason why it looks so fab on this girl is because she's got you know, the length or the thickness for your face shape, I think actually this would really enhance your features instead. So having the having the sort of the confidence to actually manage the expectations yeah, yeah. because exactly. sometimes yeah, sometimes we might recreate that photo and it doesn't mm. suit the client, but really that's down to us as the stylist to 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 offer our own advice and not just do maybe what the client what they think they want and yeah. offer some Yeah, to to steer advice. them in the right direction. Perfect. I think also 
for me when I was with the clients, it's also about compromise when they're sitting in the chair because we want to give them a really great look and obviously the picture that they've brought in. But there needs to be a give and a take. So I can give you this fringe because it'll look great on your on your face, but then actually, you know, her hair is much finer than yours and yours is going to do something differently. So let's do that. So it's sort of like I always find I always just say to clients it was more like a compromise and let's let's see what we can do. Yeah. You know, on that day. I mean, it used to be that celebrity styles weren't set, weren't they? The sort of Marilyn Monroe's. And then we had a lot of blow-drying Farrah Fawcett majors. Fantastic. <laughs> the little round mm, yeah. brush for the Princess Diana flick on the fringe. Oh, I'm yeah. showing my age now by no, saying all of that. There's still people that come in and ask for that. Really? For the Diana? They'll have, I've had clients come in and bring in Farrah Fawcett and like, they want to have that. And the flicks. I've had to really... Fantastic. reconsider what I'm going to use on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, to get that yeah trends come back around don't they and yeah. those iconic people they will always be that influence whether it's sure. making them actually look like they've stepped out of the 70s but actually putting a 2019 spin on it and having influence of Farrah Fawcett mm. and Diana and actually updating yeah. it and making yeah. it 2019 and isn't that the whole beauty of where Kevin Murphy himself sort of came in so the beach hair mm-hmm. and the kind of like the Bridget Bardot who was to me the archetypal bedhead you know that terribly sexy mm. I haven't done anything to it because yeah. I associate Kevin himself as an amazing session stylist who really kind of is the king of beach hair and that's isn't that kind of where the products come from well yeah it's I mean Kevin's story is is really inspiring I think it's what makes us so different because Kevin is the man he's the brand and he's definitely our fashion um, our fashion leader he's got mm. such a good eye for where the trends are going as well um, and I think he just recognizes that hair Hair needs to move, you know, so maybe from, I don't know, 50 years ago, and you see those pictures of the lines of ladies under the hood dryer, and, yeah. you know, they'd go, they'd only do their hair at the salon. They didn't need to know how to look after it at yeah. home. And times have changed. Clients aren't coming back into the salon nearly as often as we'd like to maybe see them, so we don't see them for 8, 10, 12 weeks sometimes. So they are doing their own hair, so yeah. they need to have the tools to be able to do that. And I think Kevin's understanding and being a hairdresser realizes that he needs to make it achievable for people at home but also the condition of the hair is the most important thing yeah because if you've got healthy gorgeous silky hair anything will look amazing yeah, that's <laughs> um, true yeah. and also that's the big question isn't it the million dollar question almost like quite literally is how much time and how much money people are willing to spend mm-hmm. on the selling products but how much time mm-hmm. and and how to use them because mm-hmm. still kind of feel a bit stressed but there's still quite a disconnect isn't there between a lot of hairdressers and salons about this whole selling retailing making sure the clients go home with the right styling products to maintain that just walked out of the salon that look. look it should really start with um the stylists in the salon walking the client through a regime of how to get your hair to look like you know maybe the picture they've brought in or sometimes it's even they look at you as a stylist and they sort of say oh I really love your hair what have you done yeah so it's walking them through from the beginning and taking the time to find out what their problems are or what they need help with and then recognizing that and then recommending right I can help you now with this so it would start off with the basin and we're going to be using for example a volumizing shampoo because you're needing more volume in your hair walking you through to the front when I get your hair cut now I'm going to blow dry your hair and this is what I'm going to put on to give you a lovely you know soft wave in the hair and I'm going to finish it off and clients need that help because they're going to other influencers to find that help and hairdressers we have so much power in that time Mm. that we need to be educating them from the get-go 
about the products to get that look and teaching them how to use it. Yeah. Even just demonstrating they it. Want to know. And you were mm. telling me over a coffee earlier that you would even advocate when you were in a salon talking to people about the products you are going to use as part of the sort of preamble, the consultation, yeah. but not just like, oh, this is what I did use. Yeah, so um, when, when, I had, when my husband and I had our salons, we, from the get-go, would train our stylists and also our apprentices to talk about products in a very positive way. We always were positive about, the, about selling, about the products and helping people from the get-go, mm. and it filtered down to those, those stylists. I think it's a nice idea that, again, as Nikki said, Jesse, you were telling us earlier, about putting the products down in front of the client as well so they can smell them and they can read the back of the label and they can just fiddle about with them without feeling like it's a push at the cast cash desk at the end mm-hmm. yeah so that, you know they can familiarize themselves get used to it. It. kind of like used to the idea of whether or not they would use this product actually yeah. not in their own routine and I, I confess i have a very um soft spot for kevin murphy products i love the names so the names even tell you what's going to happen you know angel wash do i was like yeah. <laughs> i want to be an angel <laughs> yeah. so i think that really helps I think it's such a lovely part of the story and, and for us at Kevin Murphy we do, we do feel very blessed because we, we have fashion, performance and environment are the absolute pillars mm. of, of what we do so we feel like we've got the whole package but all of those things, how we how we nav- navigate around the product system so we ha- now have regime so you have your volume range or your smooth range mm-hmm. so as stylists there are so many things to remember and it is part of our job to um, you know help solve problems so what we've tried to do is make it easier for the stylist to navigate and for mm-hmm. the client to navigate themselves as well. Yeah. And we use a really nice language and it's one, two, three, really simple because yeah. at Kevin Murphy we say kiss, keep it super simple is, is our philosophy oh, yeah. in terms yeah. of nice. um, educating and, and just uh, communicating really. But um, it's about giving the stylist the confidence um, without coming across as, as salesy because mm. stylists hate that word yeah. as well and, and clients don't want to be on the receiving end of it so simple as because you have this problem your client then feels listened to and heard and you would like for your hair to look like this again so your client feels reassured that you really understood where yeah. they their yeah. dream hair uh, for you I would recommend this product yeah. or, or this mm-hmm. um, color or this cutting you know, scenario, yeah, yeah. and it's just, it's so simple, yeah. it's just communication, mm-hmm. speaking the same language as your client, and also putting them at ease, that they feel understood, relaxed, and totally looked after. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that you're playing the yeah. expert. Mm-hmm. So what, are, so celebrity-wise, so to me there's a, there's a distinct difference between, so celebrity, by which I mean kind of like the red carpets, mm-hmm. the, the personalities, the actors, the actresses, rather than the models and the show looks, so I know mm-hmm. you girls do a lot on both of those things mm-hmm. but coming back to celebrity driven and, and influence what are the kind of looks that we have these days which maybe wouldn't even have been achievable 20 30 years ago because the products weren't around to support them because kevin is a session stylist he is is basically giving us his session secrets on how to get longevity out of your look and it's all about prepping the hair with the correct products to then produce the correct look. So whether it's a soft wave. So at the moment, the waves and the curls are very much in. Mm-hmm. And it's a very sort of undone, lived-in kind of look. It's not always so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have those looks, of course. Yeah. Um, but to create that sort of lived-in, undone look is actually not so easy. No, it's, it's kind it's, of like the royals have it, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's yeah. sort of the Kate Middleton and the... 
Meghan Markle and they're just the sort of yeah. expensive, I think it's yeah. expensive hair. Yes, yeah. yeah. absolutely. You so need to be rich. You need to have, <laughs> you need to have, you need to have a hairdresser on tap. Yeah, yeah. all the time. Lifestyle. But yeah, but the products really do, I mean with us we teach in our classes by layering in the correct products. So they're almost creating a foundation in that hair so that when you're using your tongs or mm-hmm. um, curling products, anything like that, that you're actually able to achieve those results and then get the longevity out of it as well. Right. Because it's no good sort of getting that look and then an hour later it's all fallen out because yeah. you know you haven't mm-hmm. been able to actually use the correct products. Well, I guess that dovetails a little bit with what I know about Kevin Murphy is that it sits quite closely with like skincare principles where you would have a primer before you put your foundation on and your powder and all of those kind of things to try and get the best out of your makeup all day the same applies I suppose absolutely for us even whether it's I mean with Kevin working on let's just say for example on session uh, where Caroline will know because she's worked with him a little bit um, is that you will always prep the hair correctly like you do with makeup um, but then you're able to change those looks as you go throughout the day. So always having, like following, almost like following a regime in a way of sort of how you layer the products on and then how you can change it up. Sometimes actually we're trying to remind the stylist that you are a hair expert and your client isn't a hair expert. So we need to give them the tools and speak the language. And I think what Kevin's really recognised with the skincare industry is that the skincare and makeup industry have done such a good job with communicating with their clients. Yeah. Whether we do it or not, and we sleep with our makeup on or just use a face wipe, we actually know that we should exfoliate. We know to cleanse and to moisturise. We know that to get a result, we need a regime. And yeah. people understand that language. So within hair care, I heard a... I heard a um, um, a phrase once or a ratio of how many minutes stylists talk about hair in an hour appointment right. and it was three minutes in an hour wow. we are speaking about hair 5% wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. so it's just crazy and we think you know in that time we've got so much time that we could be giving these tools yeah. we could be offering solutions mm. but yeah. sometimes we do slip in that habit of oh okay so tell me how yeah. the new job's going and you know how's the dog and this is yeah, you say that because I'm thinking now with you talking about the skincare I'm kind of like imagining you know Kylie Jenner showing us how she does her lips and mm-hmm. and in Instagram, we talk about Instagram influence and hair, my goodness, in mm. makeup is even more so. I'm so proud to be part of this industry. I think we're so lucky to be, mm. you know, we're in fashion, we make people feel great, we work with wonderful people. And and the industry, I think, really has changed. And especially, uh, you know, obviously we keep mm. talking about Kevin Murphy, but our philosophy is, you know, we're not about egos, we're about everybody growing together. So yeah. we have a really nice um, phrase that we always cheers to, which is never above you never below you, always by your side. And yeah. really we want everybody to be elevated and as well as other salons. And we work, mm. we get other salons to work mm. together in their in their areas rather than competing yeah. and actually sort of helping each Just other grow. We've got to do bar. it as an industry, yeah. We've got yeah. to raise the bar as an industry as a whole because otherwise we're never gonna get past this, this reluctance or this shyness mm-hmm. about being, you know, proclaiming yourself to be professional to be a hairdresser with pride you know I'm this whole thing constantly battling this idea that you're just a hairdresser oh my goodness Mm. you are an amazing hairdresser Mm -hmm. and this is an amazing industry so it's constantly trying to uh, 
Yes, and I think imbue it, people with that confidence. Absolutely, and I think the first for, for for me personally, I think the first people that we need to convince is the stylist themselves, and really give them the confidence back and give them the power. Um, we call them super stylists. Mm-hmm. So you know, you're not just a stylist; you're a super stylist, and you know, really embracing that and making them realise, mm-hmm. you know, how many industries do you do back to back eight to ten clients whilst multitasking and um, communicating and translating yeah. in your head, and then you do a bit of chemistry in the middle while you're mixing up your yeah. colour, and then you'd solve some, you know, family yeah. feuds problems. and problems at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On hand counselor. Yeah. And often yeah. without a break. So exactly. we really are fantastic. And people. bringing it back to the celebrity influence again, I mean, you know, I bet you most of these guys, whether they're going on talk shows or on red carpets or photo shoots or spreads for Hello Magazine, the hair and makeup will count for more than any other aspect mm-hmm. of that look. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if this is true, but I always say that with, um, you know, you can have makeup done and it's quite easy to fix the problem straight away if you, you know, make a mistake. But with hair, if you have a bad hair day, yeah. it really oh, is yeah, like, it can feel. ruin oh, how yeah. you feel. Yeah. And for celebrities, you know, they they need to always do look their best. And it's hard for them as well, because when we see them not looking their best, you're like, oh, yeah. look at that person. Mm. But um, but with the celebrities, yes. I mean, they they will obviously be influenced a lot by their hair, hairstylist and yeah. what that hairstylist is influenced by. Yeah. So there's always going to be... often the hairstylist who, you know, again, come back to the Kardashians, not that I'm obsessed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> sure. my TV is permanently tuned yeah. to E but no often they will credit their hairstylist with having persuaded them to try this or well, that yeah. and Jennifer Anson's always said the same when they've changed their look it'll be oh you know whoever it was at the time persuaded mm-hmm. me to do it so yeah. Well, it was That's Sam McKnight wasn't it that cut off all Diana's hair and, yeah. and gelled it back and I think you know, the likes of the, the Beckhams and Sally Hirschberger and all these names mm-hmm. have, have been so influential. And I remember, age giveaway here, seeing Debbie Harry on TV for the first time mm-hmm. as the sort of punk lead singer of Blondie mm-hmm. and being so influenced by this. She just looked flawless with this amazing halo of blonde hair and wearing the, the punk outfit. And I read an interview with her soon after where she, she said, you know, it's about if your hair and face look amazing, it doesn't matter yeah. if you are in the bin line and mm-hmm. with the safety pin and... So on, and I just think that's so true. Yeah. yeah, your hair's your best accessory, isn't it? And yeah. it's with you every day. So once you've done that, yeah. you can take on the world. Yeah. You? Right. It's I true. To, I used to say to clients that the thing is, you, your, you need to wear your hair and not your hair wearing you, mm-hmm. because it's the worst. It is the worst thing. If you have a bad haircut, that is it. You're stuck with that bad haircut until you get it fixed. Yeah. But when it's all, you know, comes together, it's the best for a woman. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most empowering, most confident things that you can be you know is have that hair I think going back to uh, the celebrity hair influence as well so for example whether you're obsessed with the Kardashians or not I think it's really important to I think most of us are (laughs) it's a guilty pleasure for lots of people but even if you're not it's important because whether you like them or not your clients may be aware so I think as a a hairdresser it's your responsibility to be following those feeds Mm -hmm. and actually from across your your age range or your client your mm-hmm. clientele that you have, if you've got a different clientele that they're bringing in lots of pictures of, oh, have you seen Helen Mirren's gorgeous like silver blonde or mm-hmm. this and that? Actually, following those people on Instagram so you are up to date, um, because clients are going to they're following the same people as we are, mm-hmm. and we need to always be one step ahead. So if they're coming in saying, oh, you know what what are the tones of this season? What what's what's going to be the pastel shade? Yeah. And if you say, oh, I don't know. 
you know, mm. we, we yeah. need to be, we need to well, be Well, after all, you've got that, Hello actually. magazine in every salon in the country, so mm-hmm. yeah. let's make sure that we're all reading it as well as Absolutely. leaving it in the client's hands. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, or following the Kardashians hairdresser, which many salons mm. do, because mm. people are saying, oh, how did Kim go from black to blonde again? So if we're following, obviously, uh, Jenna Atkins, Ak- Jen Atkins, yes, big shout out. Who's amazing. We all follow. And actually, she's fantastic sometimes at actually reassuring us as stylists this was the process. Um, So, again, managing that expectation. So, you know, the girls were in the salon for three days in a row, and, you know, this was the process. Yeah, I think that's really important. Bit of an important point to make. So, this year, you guys ran the Brit Spa which is the spa at the Brits. Yeah. <laughs> Funny that. And <laughs> yeah. um, so how does that work? Do people come to you to have a refresh of a style that they've arrived with or will people be coming in saying, right, what are you going to do with my hair? Well, what we did, we were really lucky. So we were working there. We were the hair team and there was also nails, makeup and a skincare team as well there. So we were mm-hmm. representing for hair, myself and Jessie. So um, we were there for three days. Uh, the first day we had bloggers come in. So it was like a... They were being introduced to the Brit Spa, so we were trying out some looks and they made their way around and had a lovely pamper day. So that was really us talking to bloggers, um, influencers. influencers. Yeah, we had a couple of um, celebs in there as well and really doing our signature looks. So we had a lovely menu of our, some of our key looks. So how did you pick your key looks? So there's, there was three. So there was Screen Siren, which mm-hmm. was like a sort of glamorous, old school Hollywood look. Yeah. Um, Updo, which was messy sleek or serious but very chic <laughs> and then the final one was supernatural which i always associate with being a very kevin murphy look kind of like the sort of undone hair look yeah is that, is that fair to say yeah absolutely because well essentially at kevin murphy we just love hair to like you mentioned before to look expensive so whether mm-hmm. it's very polished or it looks a little bit more you know wishful thinking oh i woke up like this and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we want to hair look very real so screen siren has been one of our absolute signature looks from from forever ago probably since day one and it's a timeless look that you can do a fantastic set in a short amount of time and dress it out in lots of different ways so you can make it very hollywood very red carpet Mm -hmm. or you can actually um, make it a little bit more textured as well if you want to um, our updo everybody loves, don't mm-hmm. they, Jessie? Um, sewing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a sewing technique. We have something called um, a sewing kit. Oh. And uh, it's got three different coloured threads in there. One for blondes, one for darker, you know, black hair, and mm. then one for brown. And we have a needle. And we would literally take your hair and have a look at it and talk to you, obviously, about what you want. Um, but instead of using grips and bobby pins and things, we would actually sew the hair up. So it's really, really nice. easy to do. Yeah. Um, it is comfortable for the wearer. So, for example, while they were at the Brits and for you know even just a normal person coming into the salon, mm-hmm. um, they were able to wear that that updo for the whole day without actually feeling a pin or a grip digging into their yeah. scalp. And um, it's just really, it's quite theatrical in a way. So people really, when they saw us doing it, they were like, "What are you doing?" Wow. You know, yeah, I'd love to so see cool. that. Yeah. But so in terms of influences. Is there people that you would associate with each of these looks almost? You know, like when you're thinking about Screen Siren, have you got a pin-up in your head that you're working to or do you just work with the clients on those? Um, I think well, at, um, within within our education and within our styles every year, we have a very, um, a very set uh, sectioning pattern, for example, but everything mm-hmm. is very adaptable as well. So all of that, again, is our kiss. Keep it super simple, but it's yeah. up to us to add that personality. 
Um, what I love as well, one of my massive influences is uh, Sienna Miller. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, who, does, who doesn't want oh, to be Sienna Miller? Mm, <laughs> so boho and brill. Yeah, yeah, but what's fantastic as well, for example, the Scream Siren, she just looks so effortlessly chic all the time. Mm-hmm. But then, every now and then, she'll just absolutely look super glam. And she's had this beautiful Hollywood wave before with this red lip. And again, it just totally suits her and it still looks effortless. Um, so for me, she's always in my head because I think actually she can pull off anything. So I think, yeah. mm, how would Sienna wear it? <laughs> so that's why I want Sienna do. But you could even say the same for Adele. I've seen Adele come out with a beautiful looking um, set in her hair. Mm. It's not necessarily what you would call our typical screen siren, but we've taken elements or someone's yeah. taken elements of that and sort of popped it into her hair. And she's got beautiful hair as well, um, Adele. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, it's taking elements of, I think Kevin does that really though. He He's sort of like, when we get our briefs, he sort of goes through things and he goes, oh, I like a bit of this from the 80s and I like a bit of that, but now let's put a spin on it. Yeah. So we so sometimes, yeah, mm. so we sometimes get influences from Debbie Harry, you, you yeah. mentioned. So in one of our collections, we've got like a Debbie Harry kind of look that's come out. Um, and then we will have something from like David Bowie, for example. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's elements that come through. And what's nice about all of these looks is that you can adapt them to anyone and anybody's mm-hmm. hair. It's not just the look. It's not just a certain curl. It's the confidence that you wear. It's how do you want to feel? How do you want this hair to make you feel? You know, would that feel really edgy or mm-hmm. rocky or sophisticated? Or, oh, I feel sexy with my hair a bit more polished. Or, you know, just elegant and mm-hmm. expensive. All of those are quite like emotional words. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily about having, oh, the curl must sit like this, and it must be an exact length. Um, mm. It's about how that makes you feel, just like your clothes. When you yeah. wear something, you think, oh, okay, I've got to put my little black dress on, or once I've got my red lippy on, I feel ready for, you know, date yeah. night. Um, I think it's much more than just the hair, and mm. I think that's what mm. we really love about embracing it as well. Yeah, also the fits. No, no, I was going to say, I think it's like a mood, isn't it? So you can have very structured and disciplined, which I think that the likes of the Royals and the mm-hmm. Kardashians is quite a static look in a way. Mm-hmm. All my confidence comes from the Kardashians, Lily, I have to. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to. I, it's just like the third time you've managed to shoe all I know, the I know. I I'm fixated. Here with us today. <laughs> no, but I think that um, a lot of, um, I think what's more refreshing these days is that a lot of influence comes from people like the Cara Delevingne's who are more relaxed yeah. and don't mm-hmm. have that done look so it's very it used to be very groomed you know even Elvis was quite sort of a groomed yeah. look mm-hmm. and the Marilyn Monroe was very sort of groomed yeah. and polished and Louise Brooks and um, mm-hmm. Sophia Loren and I think that I suppose you know Bridget Bardot was perhaps the, the one that changed that to some degree yeah. and then and then I guess the Mia Farrow and the Twiggy that was kind of like the little pixie mm-hmm. crops that didn't mm-hmm. need a lot of, of mm-hmm. work yeah. but I just think it's so nice these days that you can play and that you can do different things and also that there is a look for many different live like lengths of hair because mm. most of the time in a salon the girls that come in will have the longer hair and yeah you know you can go here you can go there but then when you get shorter um, looks for example like um, just you were mentioning a more structured look so with uh, Dua Lipa and she's got a yeah. beautiful structured bob oh, yeah. that is sleek and gorgeous so she's sort of slightly shying away from the sort of undone look yeah. And she's, she's decided that she likes her hair like that. And she looks fabulous like yeah. that with her hair. Yeah. I think it looks absolutely... I mean, we saw her at the Brits and she looked amazing. Yeah. Um, one influence for me over years and years has been pink. She, her hair 
is amazing and her color is amazing but it's because she changes she's been daring enough to sort of go out there and sort of shave the side of her head and yeah. you know have that sort of blonde crip on the top and I think it gave a lot of women confidence to actually go out there and do that kind of look when let's say on the other side a lot of women were doing maybe the long hair look and going the more, Rachel at the, the same Rachel time look. I suppose exactly. wasn't it yeah. it's like yeah. juxtaposition yeah. there and the um, yeah and definitely and with with both those girls I mean the the hair products are so important to get those looks because shorter hair you need to have a little bit of product to get it to look and to sit the way you want it to sit. Yeah, to be quite brave and sort of Annie Lennox and people like yes, that who have very powerful looks. As well, touching on a little bit what we were talking about earlier, back in the day, if you look at old school photos of our mums and grandparents and things, they couldn't calm down their curls or yeah. their crazy frizzy hair. So their parents would take them off to the salon and have it all chopped off and that was the only yeah, way to, yeah. to do with it. And, and now we have hot tools and we have amazing products and we have mm -hmm. straighteners and, and amazing hair dryers and brushes. And now people can embrace their natural texture and people have got the tools to be themselves and to embrace yeah. it. And not everybody has to have poker straight hair. We have, you know, like different ethnicities and different lengths and different influences all over the place. And that's what's so amazing because yeah. we can get influenced from, from all over the place. We did a show, it was about two years ago now, um, with the Elite World Model Look with Massimo. Mm -hmm. And for those, um, for those finalists, they were coming from all around the world for Elite Model. And we were not allowed to, use, they didn't want us to use products. They wanted the hair to be like they woke up and that's just kind of how the hair was. And so we had to use our products in a way, very cleverly, to make it look like there was nothing, nothing in, the nothing hair. in yeah. their hair. But in fact, we were able to tweak and help those models to look and shine and yeah. look good. Because some of them, when they rocked up, they didn't. It didn't look nice. They just walked down like that. But um, it was just really interesting. That was one of the first things that I remember working with uh, with you and with with Massimo on that. And that was we, was, we really had to be really clever about yeah. what product we used so that it didn't. It's one of the hardest shows. things, isn't it, to get hair that looks like you woke up that way? Just, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like no makeup, makeup, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Makeup artists, um, you know, say that's. It's actually a really tricky thing to do, but they can do it beautifully. So yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> well, thank you very much, ladies. Yeah. Thanks thank so much so for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you, Caroline Kells and Jessie Walker mm. from Kevin Murphy, who's joined us today to talk about celebrity hair and the influence we are seeing come through client requests in the salon. Well done. I'm Nikki Pope and together with Lily Cox we have prepared some show notes for you so scroll down and find references to anything that we've discussed today. If you'd like to join in the conversation you can email us at info at ihaa.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you and please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to Respectfully on iTunes. So until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.